Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning into the Inner Revolution podcast. Are you ready to be changed? Well, let's go. Hey everyone, gr- glad to have you for another episode of the Inner Revolution. Uh, Merry Christmas to you. It's been a great holiday season. Got a little time off. Hope you're doing well and tuning in for another clip about church building, church planting. And today I want to talk a little bit about transitions and uh, how a leader builds is really key to the longevity of the work. Um, So we know that team building, uh, keeping volunteers really is mission oriented, yes, but everything's about relationship. Everything's about relationship. People will come alongside because of you and your relationship with them and then the mission. Typically, the mission is something where there's unity, but that personal investment, one with another, uh, keeps the person uh, or interests the person and maybe even inspires the person to continue with you. So people come and go. That's just the facts of life. But typically, your relationship with them draws them, inspires them, and then the mission ultimately keeps them. So what kind of leader are you? Uh, what, what kind of leader am I? Well, the visionary shares the impossible and the builder communicates how the impossible can be approached and done. Uh, And we know working in the church and working with uh, just the works of God, it's a supernatural um, venue. It's a supernatural venture. So we don't want to approach the work of God like a business plan. We want to approach it in faith. We want to approach it in prayer. But we know that people are a key asset, actually the most important, valuable uh, gift, if we could say, in all that we do. Uh, there our people are our greatest asset, if we could say it like that. So when we're building people, inviting people, uh, we can lead followers or lead leaders. And there's a, a good comparison here I'd like you to think about. Uh, when there was a good book I read years ago called The 360 Degree Leader, and it's by John Maxwell. It's a leader that can lead in any direction at any point in the organization. So typically people say, oh, I'm a leader only if I lead at the top. Uh, We've also seen these quotes that say you can't be a leader if you can't lead from behind. But actually a 360 degree leader is someone that is, uh, again, passionate about what they're doing, prayerfully anointed for what they're doing, and their influence is impacting everyone above them, below them, and beside them. So the 360 degree leader is the leader that is leading by example and demonstration, doing what's expected of them and then going beyond that and then influencing uh, by inspiring and being an example to everyone around them. So leading followers. Well, if I'm if I want to lead followers, I my attitude is I love to be needed. I love to be needed. Comparatively, if I'm leading leaders, I want to be succeeded. I want to be succeeded. So there's a deficit there about you know always having to be needed because if everything has to go through you then then typically uh things can move slower 
and uh, also there can be um, a bottleneck potentially to your organization comparatively than to uh, really train people around you surround yourself with more gifted people than yourself that's the wise thing to do and that way you can share with your team how you think so that things can move uh, smoothly you decentralize yourself and you use your team okay you use your team number two to lead followers we focuses on we focus on the weakness of people comparatively to lead leaders we focus on the strength of people well again if you're leading a follower you want to unfortunately to to keep yourself above them you uh, don't equip them necessarily or you keep them in a place where you're always needed or always in a place where um you, they have to go through you. And now, again, don't misunderstand. We want to have organization. We want to have order, but we want to empower people to do what you do uh, so that there can be growth because people are not going to grow uh, to the measure uh, that they'll grow to the measure that you've grown. So you want to, again, empower your people, inspire your people and give tools to your people to be better than you. That's the servant leadership model. So uh, leading leader, leading followers devote attention to the bottom 20%. When the leading leaders, we devote attention to the top 20%. So if we're focusing on their strengths, then things expand. If we're focusing on the weakness, then things stay the way they are. And again, one person does most of the work. Uh, and then that one person at the top typically gets worn out. And that model doesn't work. Again, um, the 80-20 rule, 80% 80 of the work gets done by 20% of the people. It should be more than that. We should be empowering faithful people through training. And that number should hopefully be larger than that. So again, what's the strength of your people? What are the gifts of your people? That's where you want to place them so they can be the maximum effectiveness and they can sense that they're effective. Uh, leading followers, we have a good influence, uh, but a leading leaders, we have a great influence. We expect more out of the leader. Uh, we are including them. They're seeing um, the work that you're doing and you're, um, there's like a, a healthy exposure for them to grow and uh, be trained, challenged, and um, developed. Uh, leading followers, we lift up, they lift up themselves where uh, leading leaders lift up others. So a follower is someone that talks about themselves, but a leader is ones that talk about others. And, and I just got to say, that's an important point. Like, I think it's not good to talk about ourselves, boast on ourselves, boast on what we do, but let our actions and our fruit and our, and our decisions do the talking. So again, a leader is always looking to lift up others, empower others, encourage others, pray for others. Leading followers, we spend time with people. We're a leader, we invest time with people. So spending time can be something relaxed and it can be familiar, but investing time, there's a purpose, there's an end game, and there is a core teachable moment um, where people are learning how you think and why you do what you do. Uh, ask for little commitment, that's when we lead followers. Uh, Again, leading leaders, we ask for much commitment. So sometimes people are afraid to lose people, but actually if you have a leader, they're gonna be pursuing you. They're gonna be uh, asking you questions. They're gonna wanna improve and develop. And this is where building trust, like we said last time, start. 
that start acronym. We want to build everything that builds trust. And so failure uh, is not a disqualifier, but it's something where it can be teachable moments. So commitment's important. The most committed is typically going to be the, the head leader, but you want to develop commitment by giving them um, a piece of the pie and also piece of the reward in this sense uh, where we're uh, developing the church, we're developing and giving away responsibility where delegation is the highest form of leadership. Um, leading leaders, again, I have a few more here. Lead everyone the same way where we lead everyone individually as a leader. So again, it's not a cookie cutter machine here. There's personal time spent with a leader. Um, there's investment, encouragement, uh, there's a personal word, there's personal interest. So leading each one individually uh, typically uh, develops and hones the skills. Um, again, leading leaders, uh, leading followers, pardon me, see immediate needs clearly uh, versus the leading a follower, uh, leading a leader, excuse me, seeing ultimate needs clearly. So this is a good point. So a follower, they see the immediate need, their crisis oriented or task oriented, where the leader is seeing the ultimate need. Where are we going? Not only why are we doing it, but how does it benefit the whole? They're big picture oriented. You want to really develop that in your people <clears throat> because if your team is stressed out, if you're stressed out, there's pressure, there's anxiety, frustration, that's not a good cultivation for, for growth. But what you want to do is you want to show big picture, faith, prayer, uh, trust. Maybe we're not answering every question, but we're answering the question uh, as we pursue the Lord and encourage people to pursue the Lord individually and to wait on the Lord. So a church is, remember, it's a mystery. It's an absolute mystery. And not everything runs like an organization. We need to be organized, absolutely. We need administration, absolutely. But our organization and our administration keeps us in front of people. If it keeps us away from people, uh, then uh, it's either out of balance or needs some attention. So this list could be a lot longer, but here's the last one. Leading followers, we impact this generation, but leading leaders, we impact the next generation. So. Again, yes, we're celebrating the person in front of us. Yes, we are uh, ministering life in the moment, but we're also thinking who's coming behind us? Who is watching us? Who will take this when we are gone? Who is it that will, um, that will be the ones that carry the torch? So again, leading leaders is really the aspect that I wanna say is so valuable because Job 32, 23, you may have one in a thousand, but that's the person you need to be spending your time with. You can't spend your time with everybody, but focus on the ones that are uh, that are really serious and need that encouragement. And that's the impact that you want to uh, focus on. So in transitions, and maybe we'll spend another cast on, on another on this in a deeper way. This is why transitions are so difficult in so many ways is because either the leader won't let go or the staff is not trained correctly, or thirdly, uh, the identity of the work is, is now what the pastor or leader is focused on, uh, and they can't let go. When actually in our, in our sphere of, of, uh, of encouragement, but also development, we wanna be producing uh, in Christ like-minded people. So a team is diversity with like-mindedness. So you wanna be pouring in so that you're, 
you're growing wide, not tall, but you're growing wide. And there are people that, um, yes, uh, they are valuable to you, but they're also carrying the torch beyond you. They are challenging you. They're, um, they're also encouraging you to, um, you know, seek the Lord and not just do status quo. Hope these thoughts are important. We're going to talk about transition next time. Uh, transitions can be bumpy. I know that even um, you know when there's a new pastor, a new leader, people are so used to the way the old system that they don't like change. But if you're if you're ministering to the uh, next generation and you're you're not afraid of how they do it, but you want to make sure they're, they're the end game is the same, uh, then the creativity can really actually um, build your church and bring uh, momentum. To your church so when the transition comes if either you leave or die or something some other change the work does not falter god bless you thanks friends for joining us for another episode of the inner revolution podcast please find us on facebook instagram and youtube and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode